Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And this is episode 41. Now, Daniel, this is the time of the show where I would typically ask you how you're doing, but I feel like you might be a little tender today. Can you walk the Save Roommates through why? I'm a little downtrodden today. So why? I took the day off about like two months ago. For an event that I've been planning for like six months at this, this point. This is premeditated. It's premeditated. Mm. Uh, not a lot of what I do is premeditated. Like I said, I'm always very ephemeral in the moment, much like jazz. Um, <laughs> so I took today off because I was supposed to go see Childish Gambino tonight at the Key Arena. I was the? super stoked. The? The Don Glover. Oh my god. Dude, Gambino is a mastermind. Fuck a bitch the past the time. That's right, man. And that's what tonight was going to be all about. <laughs> but apparently he went a little too hard in uh, Dallas uh, doing his dance moves, his shirtless dance moves, and he hurt his foot. How, how, how bad? What are, we, what are we looking at? I think he like broke it, actually. Holy fuck. Yeah. Can but, I ask you another important question? Sure. During which song? I don't know. Dude, that, that would be the first thing I would report on. Probably like Redbone. Like if I... Oh, to be yeah, honest, yeah. Yeah, you know, I actually watched a video of him uh, like kind of dancing through Redbone mm-hmm. for Rihanna. She was up up front in the audience. And my boy, with his lovely, lovely average body type, right. <laughs> shirtless, <laughs> gyrating. Looking I, like an alien yeah. from Men in Black. I gotta imagine, like, what, what song would he go like absolutely hard on where it's like break a foot level? I mean, we've seen him... Uh, and then this is America music video dancing on like car tops, Shit. dancing on top of pianos during like, the drop. This is America. Yeah. Like, fuck that. You would break a foot. That song sure. goes off. <laughs> I want to. I want to know how many injuries are related to uh, Gamb- Gambino listenings. <laughs> like <laughs> that's true. Like in clubs across America, how many people are fucking breaking their foot right now listening to Camp? <laughs> <laughs> Because I imagine when that, that single dropped back in like May or June, whenever it was, people were probably trying to imitate that for the, the hits on YouTube. Uh-huh. Maybe Twitch IRL, they're doing their This Is America dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, they, they split up the categories now. It's not just like IRL. Now it's like um, fucking streaming in the bathroom, the category, or like you have to, there's new tags. Oh, really? Right? I didn't know that. Uh, the Cook Cast. <laughs> here, here's for people that want to watch people play games while they scream through a fan. <laughs> That's a tag. Is it like a subgenre of ASMR? It really... Well, that's actually split up into at least 200 different tags now. <laughs> so it's not just ASMR. That's way too general. We gotta get granular here. Like, like people that are fucking, you know, just uh, stuffing their mouth with tissues <laughs> and trying to read Bern- Bernstein Bears <laughs> while this is happening. Yo, I, I got lost three hours on that channel alone. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what. It's very engrossing. It was very lot, so. Mostly gross, though. Right. <laughs> where did we go so needless to say i'm here with you today i am bummed granted i did get a refund uh unfortunately some of the shows that's good some of the shows in cali were rescheduled but the one that um we had was not right and uh, seattle was outright canceled yeah and this was actually announced to be like his last tour so i don't know if i'm ever gonna get to see him what do you mean his last tour it was supposed to be his last tour i think he was retiring for a little bit oh fuck yeah they- maybe going back into acting I feel like there should be some sort of a regulation in the music industry to like stop artists from announcing their last tour. Like you get one. Like Nine Inch Nails has had fifteen last tours. That's true. Rolling Stones is up there with forty five. <laughs> They're leading at forty five. Like Aerosmith just below them with thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> The last tour to the last tour. Like, sh- like, like shut the fuck up. Just just be kind of like, hey, we'll announce if we ever do something again. Nice. It works for the video game industry. There's no, no one's ever like, last tour for fucking Destiny. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. You're going to release another Destiny. 
<laughs> Call of Duty's last stop. It's the dumbest shit, dude. Hey, so, I okay. There's an itinerary as always. Um, what is this Twipcast that you have cast. in here? So Thwip. last week Thwip. we gave you two episodes. At this point, they're both live. Episode forty and our Spider-Man. Uh, what is it? Save room reviews. Marvel's Spider-Man. PS4. Yeah. So those are both up. Um, give them both some love. Spider-Cast is something we had a lot of fun with. It was kind of like a, a dip into our drunk cast hood. It was. So it's a little little wily. Very not dissimilar from the Avengers Infinity War uh, strange cast mm-hmm. that we did earlier <laughs> in the year. But it was fun. We had fun with it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Talked about that game. Still love the shit out of that game. It's doing better and better. What, what did we hear? That How many... Uh, they had an update to the game recently? Oh, they just did a few updates here and there. I guess people were getting stuck in the Empire State Building, which, how could you not? Right. It's a national landmark, so... I'd be stuck there, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, check that out. Uh, As always, our home is soundcloud.com slash thesaveroomshow. But if your ears are elsewhere, we might be elsewhere right with you. We got Google Play. We got iTunes. We got Stitcher. I think Intunes. Intunes. We got another where it's it's just kind of like a guy who he, he's like a stenographer and he reads back the podcast to you. But you got to pay for that service. He's $36 an hour. He shows up to your home and just kind of tells you, walks you through our episodes. It's weird as shit. It's pretty cool. I wish you would wear a shirt. If you don't jet within the next 10 minutes, don't blame you. Please leave a review. That would be fucking sick of you. I think it'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I would uh, love you guys. And apparently, according to Kevin, now you can even talk our name to Alexa. So if you were like, Alexa, play Save Room. I don't know. Play episode six or triple A. I, I didn't get the follow up through the email, so I have no idea if that oh, really? went through. Okay. Um, it would be neat though, because I would, <laughs> I would want to have a voice command where it's just like, "Give me them, boys," and then it just plays the Save Room. <laughs> it's always us. That's pretty and great. It, and it's always like episode thirty <laughs> for no reason. Really like no our landmark return. I would love it. I would love it. So, Kevin, my dude, have you been? I've been okay. Yeah. Um, I have been playing a few games, as you know. I've been playing. I've been uh, streaming some RE4. We'll get down that nostalgia avenue mm-hmm. in a little bit. Uh, and you let me borrow uh, a one AC Origins. Actually, you came like uh, a what? Templar assassin in the night. You fucking stabbed me in the <laughs> neck. You're like, I'm taking this. <laughs> Well, it wasn't a borrow. I mean, we don't we don't have to get into the behind the scenes of what happened. But the point is, you're bleeding. I have the game. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been fun. At first, I was a little like resistant to some of the changes. You know how like uh, they map like um, scaling and parkour onto X and mm-hmm. whatnot. I'm like, I kind of get what they're doing, but. I change the control settings, as I'm wont to do if you give me the option, and I put it back to where it feels kind of natural to do the parkour and R2, R2 hold mm. it, go on uh, buildings and whatnot. Just I think that's where it feels like the most natural. Yeah. Although I still get fucked up because I, I do prefer having the weapons on the shoulder buttons, so whenever I get into an encounter, oh, yeah. I'm like just slamming R1 and crouching a bunch <laughs> like in front of a dude, and while it's, it's sometimes effective, it's not the desired result, but I'm trying to acclimate otherwise it's i kind of like the softballed rpg elements thrown into it um i like that you know you can get new weapons upgrade weapons craft shit that's cool i that that's great and the game does feel bigger and more akin to an action rpg and less so action adventure which you know the original ac games were like Mm -hmm. you know Ezio trilogy and whatnot but i'm more excited for odyssey yeah does does this build your hype it does build my hype. I'm like, I, I, I'm playing the game, and I'm telling myself in the back of my head, 
I have no intention of finishing this because <laughs> Odyssey comes out literally a week from now, and I want October fifth, right? I want to be a Grecian, and I want to be like I love those times, man. Mm-hmm. I that was my favorite part. Yeah, what are your favorite like Greco-Roman times? Greco, well, oh, you know, uh, eight. <laughs> Eight what? The year eight. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say like Silas and Calybdis or <laughs> the Odyssey. No, actually, yes, I enjoyed uh, reading the Iliad and just getting steeped in that. Okay, uh, so it'd be cool to do a game that way. And I, I'm definitely gonna play as Cassandra. If you're wondering, audience, she looks like a badass. She is a bat. We watched a little bit of video with her in it, mm. and she's fucking just punching dudes square in the face and like grabbing smaller women folk and just doing what she wants. It's making crazy. out with them hard. Yeah, and they're we were so into it. We were watching what Melanie Max gameplay stream of it. Yes, yes. And uh, no, it looks really, really cool. It really does, and I'm hearing nothing but good things. Apparently, okay, so at time of recording, the review embargo is not lifted, but the impression embargo is. Okay. And the impression embargo is making games journalists and influencers have to like tiptoe around. Like, like what can I say? Features. Can I say I like it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how close do we get? To, like, yeah, I really dig it. Ubisoft is like motherfucker. Don't say anything about the fucking sticks. That sounds like a review. Huh? You just gonna review shit and we told you there's an embargo? <laughs> like I don't You can't mention anything close set? to a number? I don't understand. Yeah. Like it it their desire to get people broadcasting it, but not casting judgment on it at the same time. It's like, dude, if it's if it's a feature complete game, let people fucking talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I would want to get ahead of that for my game release. That's true, especially with the swell of like Red Dead coming up. Mm-hmm. Like build that hype when right. you can. Build that hype, son. So I'm into the RPG elements of that. And most importantly, Daniel, they brought back the naval combat. Which is like one of your favorite components of Black Flag. It is the most important component of Black Flag. Actually, of the entire franchise. Of the franchise at this point. It's the best thing they ever accidentally introduced. You know, where they're just like, hey, this is kind of a cool thing in an otherwise forgettable game. Mm -hmm. AC3. Good we're getting that in a season pass. Yeah. And it ended up being this thing where I sunk so many <laughs> sunk sunk so many hours into it, and I'm so glad to see it back. We were watching footage, and I was like, "Dude, it's just like I remembered. You have to shoot at their mast. You can board their fucking ship. You can cut them up on their own deck." Oh my god, I'm it looks so super involved. I didn't realize you could do all that stuff with it, like boarding. Yeah, Yo. it's really good, dude. Oh man, doesn't it look fun? It does. But you're not you're not gonna get it right away, right? Um, I mean, I. I feel like I'm more inclined to go back to Origins and finish that up first. How how far did you get into the organs? It's hard to know, really, because I did it like... No, <laughs> Time like, means nothing in like, Assassin's Creed. Story-wise or percent-wise, really, I, th- I think I was like 10 to 15 hours in. Um, I was just juggling like the narrative amongst doing some of the story stuff. But I think I got like halfway through the Assassin's list of having to kill like the snake and the hedge or whatever they were called. All right. Yeah. I, I will. I will say. Last point. It is hard going from a very concise open world game like Spider Man, mm. and going back to Ubisoft, where fucking every four steps something distracts me, and I never get to my original goal. Like really hard sidetracking. Okay. Like, Almost like too much. Show. Like I feel like there's way too many side missions for no reason. Well, I was saying people were complaining about that in Spider Man. They were like, "Oh, I'm getting distracted, like you know, with random crimes and whatnot." And I was like, "That game is actually conservative when you compare it to U- Ubisoft's open world, where literally something flies by and you're like, fucking gotta go after it." Well, I think it's the manner of how it handles it too, because like you'll either be on foot or on horse in Assassin's Creed Origins, and sometimes like going back to those spots and and fulfilling the quest and doing them, it almost feels interrupted 
Whereas with Spider-Man, it's like, okay, you could sling from building to building, you could do, be doing your thwipping. And it literally, you can dive in and dive out as fast as you can think about it. So I think like the ease of play there is a little... It's a bit more fluid. I think I see what you're saying. So yeah. you're saying that they should do a crossover where Spider-Man's an assassin, mm-hmm. right? Like in that universe, swinging around, doing his shit, but definitely killing people. Like you desire to see him killing people. Is that is that kind of the read that I'm getting? Yeah, kind of actually. Wow, like, fantastic. I like love this. AC New York. Right. And it's just Spider-Man killing. Isn't it funny that like people will have a fucking meltdown if they see Batman killing, but we're just kind of like, why won't Spider-Man just punch a dude's head off? <laughs> Well, I think it's more like steeped into Bruce's like moral code. Like we know he's not supposed to kill. But Spider-Man, what is it like a kind of variable? Like we're not yeah. sure. It's like well, it's a you know depending on the use case, my dude can totally choke a bitch out. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like even Ed Boon released a video on Twitter where he interspliced Mortal Kombat 10's fucking X-ray kills with things that Spider-Man's doing. Like when he webs a dude to the ground, uh-huh. he cut to an X-ray of like a dude's neck just snapping. <laughs> everyone really wants to see pete kill i don't know why i don't know because we've seen him do so much good let's see him go bad right i want to see that fucking spidey i want to see him go carnage Dude, we we saw him go bad it was spider-man 3 all he did was swish his hair over to one side and start (laughs) dancing up a storm it's true do you want that bad yeah that that bad was not that's irresponsible like i want to see him break bad in a gratifying way not that way are you sure yeah because i kind of (laughs) duck He was definitely pointing at random women in a fucking New York street. Like, just, like, stop. Didn't dude. he steal Topher Grace's girlfriend, too? Yes, he definitely Gwen did. Stacey. He definitely did. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard didn't know what was coming. It's becoming more and more obvious that we need to have a separate uh, podcast about Spider-Man 3. But that's not, this is neither the time or the place. Daniel. Yes. Talk to me about Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition, please. I have a lot I could say about this and a lot that I'm going to say about it. So... Let me go get out a beer. <laughs> get a beer. <laughs> do your thing. So, um, okay, so you originally got this on the Switch. Yeah, I originally got it on the Switch, I think, back in like June or July when it came um, after their E3 announcement of it. And nothing in your body told you not to buy it again for the PS4. Absolutely nothing in my body. When we did the episode, I think it was like a week or two ago when I talked about Voidheart coming to the PS4, I was right. like, yeah, how could I not get this game again? <laughs> um, I think the incentive of them doing a pre-sale value of it being like eleven ninety nine. I missed out on that. Yeah. Like I was like, fool. 12 bucks for a game with like 40 plus hours of content? Eh, why not? Like, it, it was seriously like a huge value play for me. But we talked about it before. I wasn't sure if I was going to go um, as hard on it as I wanted to. I didn't mm-hmm. think I'd get any further. It was just like a nice to have on the console? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah? But you ended up fucking getting real crazy with it. Within, okay, so I think over the course of two, three months on my Switch, between me playing it uh, docked on my TV or at work or wherever, I probably got like seven or eight hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in my first two sittings, which I think was probably like eight, nine hours of me playing Hollow Knight, I got like way further than I ever did all summer. How many fucking hours would you say that you dumped into this game? Because every day, like, I pop in the PSN and I'm just like, oh, there he goes. It's Daniel fucking like Hollow Knight. three in the morning playing Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Fucking noon, there it goes, Hollow Knight o'clock. It's, I've probably put about, like, 15 hours into it since I started playing on Wednesday. 
How is that possible? Okay, yeah, it is Saturday. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, like, it's one of those games, much like Spider-Man, where once it starts to unfold more and more, Mm -hmm. you lose yourself to it. So you're more into it on PS4 than you were on the Switch. Why do you think that is? I think it's just because the things I wanted from it are now presently there. I can stream it. Uh, My first sitting, I was, well, my first major sitting, I should say, was a, like, five-hour stream of it. Uh, Just as a caveat, we're troglodytes and don't have, like, pc rigs we so, don't we don't so have we, capture devices yeah yeah so we're just streaming natively from ps4 so like technically i guess i could have done it on the switch if i had the sort of rig for that but i don't so i literally just had to wait for this potentially to happen because it wasn't even a for sure thing after e3 that it would come to ps4 uh-huh i mean we had to hope it would eventually yeah they didn't say anything about it and then it was like oh shit yeah with all the dlc literally within like two weeks of it being announced like i'm playing it now and that's really <laughs> really cool so that that's a a point of interest for me just getting to share it and play it with people because it is a cool game it's one that i really enjoy getting down on uh-huh. and then the trophy system's pretty cool too so there you go i there you go buddy Listen. he likes it more because it's got trophies see this is the downfall for me man mm-hmm. this is why like some like i don't get as much play on my switch i know that's not a shared opinion i know people have very good arguments where it's like that shouldn't yeah. matter the game should matter i agree i totally agree but it's 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 nice. It makes me feel good. It is, even though I'm not like popping trophies left and right. Like I think I've only gotten five since I started. Um, the trophy list is kind of tough. There's a lot lot mm-hmm. to work through there. Um, but I don't even care. It's just I like knowing that they're there. It's a comfort. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know. I think just the ease of play too. Like I initially talked to you, you're like, oh, how do you like it? I'm like, I don't know. I feel more cumbersome on the DualShock. I feel like really? handheld on the Switch, it felt better. But then over time, I was like, no, I'm playing on the, the D-pad. Um, and it the contour of the PS4 controller does feel good here. Mm-hmm. And I think the way it's maximized for like the screen versus how it is when it's docked on the Switch, it just looks better too like i don't know if you notice a difference it's a beautiful game it is a beautiful game and you know i i would prefer to see it on my big old 55 than i would on the you know the switch screen yeah uh but i i'm not on the go as much as i used to Mm -hmm. and that like otherwise i love that i have hollow knight on the go whenever i want but i you know i play a little bit of the ps4 edition today and for me i like the dual shock instantly mm-hmm. where i felt a little more precise i was getting through bosses that were really kicking my ass on the switch version like within the first hour of yeah i remember the over the summer you're like this is kind of tough i'm stuck yeah. on this first boss you're like what do you do and i'm like what do you mean what do you do like i figured you would be able to get it <laughs> right but it's like some of the movements that you were telling me like dude just get in there and run away and hit him what, yeah. what's wrong like i don't have you not played a game <laughs> <laughs> and when i when i was doing on the dual shock i was just like oh shit yeah this clicks this feels great oh my god i'm gonna play hours of this i just know it i don't know if it just it feels more instinctual to get down on some of those like tight platforming mechanics on the dual shock versus the the switch and the the joy cons but it just feels the ease of play is better i mean yeah. as a resident sony pony i just may be more acclimated to the playstation controller where it's just like everything else feels goofy to me yeah <laughs> yeah shuhei did that to me he fucking brainwashed me that's it, crazy it's fine i love that man he does it he does what he wants and we let him do it do i love that man or did he brainwash me to love him hmm. stockholm syndrome who knows hmm. egg before the shoe <laughs> <laughs> um but i am finding this crazy thing like i am spending so much time with it at home that i'm even bringing my switch with me to work mm-hmm. and getting further on the switch version just because i'm like just addicted to being in that world jesus you're all hollow knight all the time what is it about the world tell me about that world like what 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 gets my my boy dan my boy daniel I think we talked about it like a few episodes ago. We really couldn't lend the experience like much justice. We're like, we were talking about it in broad strokes because like we really didn't know what was going on too much in it. But it really is just like the levels and the world that it, it presents to you. This sort of like bug kingdom with like earthen and fantasy themes. The level designs like are all like really unique. Like you have a bog that feels like swampy and noxious and you have like lush gardens and you have like 
dungeons and dark tunnels and like mineways and it just like the way the levels like transition from one to the next it feels seamless and you just want to be there you want to be there like making that next left to figure out what's there or going behind a door that you couldn't previously get by and to see what boss or what new area lies there like it's just the thrill of a metroidvania there you know i'm a fucking <laughs> mark when it comes to metroidvanias yeah. like i'll pick it up but you know it, this one is definitely 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 very well made very lovingly made yeah. very very cool style i, I think mean, that's what like calls to me the most like the style like from the levels to the enemies to the npc characters like it's all so unique right i just i there's something special about this game that's mm-hmm. why it's like you know it stands above and even for me when i was playing a little bit of it like not to do the whole comparison game i was getting a little more sucked in than i was dead cells because you know i got into that for a little you while did. the dead cells and then just kind of put it down because i was like eh, other games are coming out Ba-da-da-da. but this game on the ps4 i'm into it like i want to play more like right now i was just yeah. like fuck fuck podcasting i want to play this for the rest of the day just <laughs> drink a beer and fucking lay on my belly and play some video games and the more you think about it the, the cooler it is i'm just like i'm thinking about like the world and like oh, i'm mm-hmm. just like oh the foreground the midground the background like there's so much going on in those rendered environments and like not to knock dead cells because it is a, a very beautiful game and it's very own great way, but it's they're different they're visually different i don't right. know there's i don't know there's just this kind of weight to it and the way it feels and then the way that it calls back to Soulsborne games mm-hmm. I love. I yeah. really, really love. So initially, we couldn't really speak much on that, um, <laughs> since we. I feel like we were circling the same hour and hour every time we played Hollow Knight on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But like, I've gotten further, and I've unlocked a lot of like the Metroidvania type abilities, like the dash or wall jumping, or like upgrading my little nail, which is your sword, and developing those Metroidvania styles. But then the runs or the backtracking. You got the is, runs, dude. Yeah, like I'm running for these fucking <laughs> bugs, man. But like those um, Soulsborne elements of like backtracking and and having those perfect runs where it's like, okay, you have Geo. That's kind of your currency. You collect it as you kill enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get focus from hitting enemies. So think about it like Blood Twinge, where essentially... I think about bl- everything in Blood Twinge terms. But like, you know, as you hit an enemy, you'll gain your health back and it makes those subsequent runs easy. If you die, whatever happens, maybe you get a fucking a bug orgy happens on top. You can't escape. It's suffocating. Um, it's horrible. It happens, Kevin. Yeah, horrible, I agree. <laughs> you will have the ability to go back and find your body on the map if you've unlocked like the map and compass, which is also super helpful. And you could backtrack your way to your body. Fight your body, and then you get all your experience and your Just fight your back. body. Yeah, it's essentially you're you're fighting your body. Something very Freudian about the act. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an interesting approach to it. Like imagine um Dark Souls, every time you had to go back to where you're yeah. you, you were killed if you had to fight yourself that would be so that would fuck my head man the stakes would like be pretty high but there. now that it, like i'm hearing it i want it from those games now you kind of want it i really kind of <laughs> want it can so, you can you talk to me about another element that we were we were discussing a little bit off air but nothing matters off air uh the music of this game the music of this game is unlike anything i've experienced in like recent years of gaming especially for like wow. metroidvanias like i think metroidvania is depending on how they approach whether it's sundered or dead cells or this like they ooze with their own brand of personality and style but it's the way for me the music brings it to life that sets it apart so my dude christopher larkin i don't know if he studied like composition in college or if he just like is a prodigy but the scores he's bringing to these levels and these boss fights is like just it's next level stuff is he john williamsing the game 
he is the John Williams of the game space right wow. now. Wow. So it's pretty cool. Um, each of the compositions basically matches the feel of the levels they're inspired by. Um, so take Green Path, for example. It's like this kind of lush gardenscape. Yeah. Um, you have pluck strings, deep violin strokes, and harps and flutes that make you feel like you're walking through like a lush, breathing garden. Whereas you might have like the City of Dirtmouth, like that above ground city where you start off. I love or, that name. Or like the City of Tears, like these tiny piano interludes that make it feel sad or like lonely. Despite like how much life there is in this game. The scores can make it feel lonely and desolate at times. And it's pretty pretty neat the way they handle it. Um, we also have the welcoming piano interludes that kind of create a sense of safety at the benches, which is always nice. Kind of like our save room theme. I love the benches. You know what? Yeah, that, I think that's what works for me. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Um, but then on the other side, we have these like high stakes boss themes. So like we have the theme for the Battle of the Mantis Lords, which is like high stakes orchestral string piece. Mm-hmm. You have breakneck harpsichord playing and like violin counter melodies. Can I stop you? What? harpsichord harpsichord walk us through what the fuck a harpsichord is man a harpsichord is tight man so it's like a piano but like the strings are just tighter and the way like the playing it doesn't sound like like a piano would it sounds just kind of more like 8-bitty like that's the only way i can describe it but a lot of like your battle themes and musics or your high stakes situations and uh uh major like classical compositions they'll use those type of pianos to kind of create more of a sense of like tension (laughs) <laughs> Dude, okay hang on yeah. hang on can we start like a harpsichord discord <laughs> Be like what up chat when's the last time you got haphazard on a harpsichord we're haphazard it's the harpsichord <laughs> cast we go what what's the harpsichord <laughs> harpsichord discord <laughs> you know for you i'll do it i feel like Please. we had like a lot of music talk this morning but that one we like did broke your your mind the most i loved it dude and then you showed me somebody going absolutely like ham ape shit on these keys <laughs> i i wish i could play anything half as good as that like but, if they tried to play your ribs like that you would definitely die because it would like hit every <laughs> pressure point in your body that's the kind of music i need to hear <laughs> my god but yeah dude the boss themes are really cool that one's a, a notable one and the the theme for a hornet's pretty cool the the fucking string section goes wild there but one last thing i want to talk about here is uh, an area called Deep Nest. Mm. Uh, Patrick Klepik of uh, Waypoint, he was talking about Deep Nest. And uh, Deep Nest is kind of like, think about it as like the sub-terra of the sub-terra. So like just deep down (laughs) into the soil of Hallowcrest. It's like long, it's hidden away. Characters talk about it as like this kind of horror scape, like like a lost city that like people know about but nobody wants to go to <laughs> yeah it's wild so like, so like jersey kind of like kind of like the jersey shore okay right the summer. On. <laughs> <laughs> um so to kind of set the mood not so much lush soundscapes really just kind of eerie tones like synth tones think like um who did cars who did cars yeah, gary, newman. gary newman yeah, yeah. Think it, like kind of gary newman kind of like horror tones like really eerie tremolo strings sets the tone dude oh shit yeah um, the way I was going to describe it to, to you and the way you pulled it from my brain was basically like a 2D Piteous Dungeon. Oh, Piteous! Piteous Dungeon! Piteous! So, it's like this area where, like, your character is the only thing that's really illuminated. You can't see much in front of you, behind you, or above you, and, like, you have to take your steps very slowly because you might be platforming, there might be spikes, like a pit of spikes, there might be an enemy, there might be a wall of spikes, so you really have to take these, like, meticulous procedurally maneuvered moments to make it like work and every time you die it takes you back to the start of the dungeon so you have to start your run over and over until you get to the next room 
when it like auto saves there. So it's really, really interesting. Like no other areas in the game quite play like it. Can we just like pause? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go play that <laughs> for a while. You gotta get I'll to come, it. Man. I'll come back. You gotta earn I'll come it. back to you. I was doing like <clears throat> I don't know if it was just the hour. My mind was like bending and warping because I was playing at like two in the morning on stream. And I was like Jesus dude. I was like the tones are really creepy. Like I'm actually like freaking myself out like playing through some of this. And um think about the great deep in the ocean, mind you. You know how I like, hate thinking about the fucking great deep of the ocean. Take a it swim scares with me, the shit out of yeah, me. Dude. I know. No, you know I how, refuse. Like, There's they, big things down there. You know how they're always finding bigger things, things that haven't seen light, horrific things. There's a lot of pressure and there's no light. It's hell. Yeah, that's what deep nest is like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you come across <laughs> these creatures that are just like out of like the thing. Oh fuck. Like I literally killed like a little bug dude. His corpse was laying there, and something came out of the ground and like inhabited it, and it had like spider legs and a crazy like skull face. I was what like. The fuck? what is happening dude i'm so excited to get into this dude I, I hope you keep going with it i hope you keep trucking at the rate that i am because like it's it's worth the experience and it definitely lends more and more to itself as you go i i really so, hope. Well, i'm also like very apologetic to any fans that like we just went on this piteous dungeon aside yeah without really explaining what the fuck that was was just fucking google it final fantasy 15 there you go one of the hardest dungeons in the game one that i haven't got to but kevin can take the the metal yeah, for that. made all the more difficult because the game features ps2 era platforming which is very imprecise and very cumbersome and not meant for any tight platforming sections which is all of pity <laughs> well the platforming in that game isn't very good to begin with that's what i'm saying yeah. I'm not, what the fuck name me a good ps2 platformer you're wrong that one doesn't exist jack and Daxter. they don't exist nope jack and Daxter counts. Never, no that's on ps3 dog <laughs> yeah the whole collection the whole jack collection. collection it doesn't matter now <laughs> all right so yeah, buddy. do you want to get into our quick hits oh we got some quick hits for you save guys. room quick hits what's this one on here um first one on the quick hit list life is strange 2 episode 1 drop this week oh shit we're getting some like mixed reception i think from the people like that, that i follow they've been kind of like hailing it as like being really special and a good way to start this new sequel but then you were saying what GameSpot? Yeah, GameSpot said it's uh, really slow and disappointing. And I got to tell you, if you if you look back at Life is Strange season one, a lot of people were iffy about episode one. Yeah. But you know, for being having to like be the foundation for a new story, mm-hmm. it, it's like give it some time to bake. Like by episode two, you're gonna kind of know like this is where it's going, and then it surprises you because we were talking about it earlier. You remember how um, Life is Strange season one went from like you know fucking the secret world of alex mac mm-hmm. to being fucking twins twin peaks like within two episodes you're like oh my god it's true i think there was like a good what year between episode one and two for them to really like kind of qa mm-hmm. and listen to fan reception be like okay maybe we should build something different here yeah i wonder how much uh like what the gap between episodes is going to be in this one or if they're just kind of like no we're solid about the direction we want to go i feel like it's going to be more like that because like back in yeah. what, it was 2012 2013 when life is strange started was it that long ago, actually? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like they didn't know the footing of the series and where they wanted to go with it. Mm, that's so. fair enough. But but I it ended up in a great place. We still talk about it. I, I'm curious. I haven't picked up uh, season two yet. You know, the season pass is 40 bucks. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I'm some, surprised. Some big value, I guess. I don't know. I'm interested to see the story of the Diaz brothers unfold. Me too. And I hear there's a really cool um, Last of Us reference in it. I saw it, actually. Yeah. They reference a clicker. 
It's cool. And ooh, uh, they also, I, I just found this out that um, Steve Gaynor did some writing for the game. Mm. Yeah, interestingly enough. The some, Game Man. Some dialogue. The Game Man Gaynor. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's pretty fucking cool. Nice. I'm excited for that one. This one, I'm not excited for. I'm actually upset about. Tell me. Uh, well, you decided to write here that this is the law of equivalent exchange. <laughs> it is, though. Because we got crossplay finally on, on PS4. Laden took away PS4. <laughs> The PlayStation experience is not happening in 2018, and we kind of figured, although half of me was holding out hope. You know, I kept we kept them talking about it all year. They're like, oh, we're definitely going to go mm. when they announce it. Um, but it always ends up, like, every year it seems like, okay, they should have announced it around E3. They didn't. Okay, they didn't announce it in July. Oh, weird. And yeah, we're, like, end of September now, and it's like, okay, yeah. if they were going to announce it, they were going to do it. Because I think when we bought our tickets for... Um, 2017, yeah. we got them in August because they announced it like late summer. Yeah, they did. And then one year they actually announced it in October. What? Right. How do you, in December. How do you give enough people, like, how do you give people enough time to prep and plan for that? Like, that's... You don't. That's no they, time at all. And they haven't. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the whole problem. People complain about that all the time. But yeah, this year they're not doing it. And this is from the PlayStation blogcast. Jonathan Layden took to the air and said, the reasons behind that are... We have a lot of progress that we're making on our games. Now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking 2019. We have dreams and days gone, but we wouldn't have enough to bring people all together in some location in North America to have that event. So it's a matter of them just like not having shit to announce. You think? I'm actually not surprised because like look at their display um, at E3 this past summer. They didn't really show too much that we didn't know about. Like, a lot of it that we were seeing <laughs> yeah, for the first right. time was maybe stuff that was murmuring through, like, the industry pipelines, mm-hmm. or uh, when we heard Sucker Punch was working on a new game, we didn't know what it was, but then they got the um, chance to announce it there and show it off a little bit. So, like, by the end of it, though, like, yeah, they showcased Sony's four pillar titles, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man. Last of Us. Last of Us. Kingdom Spider-Man Hearts. Man again. Spider-Man again. No, uh, Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima. Those were, like, their four <laughs> uh, pillar titles. But that was really it, the conference seemed kind of floaty like they Mm -hmm. were kind of struggling to fill their time and i don't know it just didn't seem like they had much else to show after that so i'm not i'm personally not surprised that we're not getting a psx (coughs) because what are you going to do you're going to show us uh like more more ghost of shishima would be cool more death stranding like i'm always down to see more of that game um but what dreams days gone yeah, that's true. Like, if, if if you don't, I remember the one uh, the the second year that I went, they showed off Uncharted: Lost Legacy. They showed the first, like they announced Last of Us Two, um, or you know, with that uh, Ellie trailer. Where yeah, she was they playing. did. Yeah, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was announced there. Like all these different like big things. Mm-hmm. I think they were just kind of like, oh fuck, we already set up those expectations. We don't want to drag people out to a random location in California and not have anything to deliver on. Mm-hmm. I still think the event itself is cool. It's one of my favorite shows when it comes to conventions, and I've done a lot of goddamn conventions. Mm. Just because there's kind of a focus to it, you feel like there's just one community going on there, you know, the PlayStation community. Mm-hmm. And it's also not impossible to walk five feet, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. there isn't so many goddamn people stuffed into a hall where you're just not going to get to anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, like PAX was rough. Rough on my feet because people were stepping on me all fucking day. That's fair. 
it's, it's, it does seem more like a an insular experience and more tailored for playstation fans obviously yeah. and i i don't know imagine I was, that psx i would yeah right no i was super super stoked to finally get to go because like we didn't up going last year no. for just whatever reason um and i thought it would have been cool but also yeah don't waste our time don't make us spend like a hundred bucks yeah. if you don't have anything to show i want to know though like from you what your perspective are we closer to getting maybe more drip-fed conference videos, much like Nintendo Directs from Sony? Do you think, like, if they have stuff to show us, like, throughout the year, they might just do, like, a video thing? Like, here's 15 to 30 minutes of something we want to show you, but we couldn't organize a conference for. You know, they, they've they done things similar to like to that in the past. Like, yeah. You remember how they announced uh, PlayStation 4 Pro? It was mm-hmm. kind of like that. It's like, hey, we're doing oh, yeah. this tiny little thing, and then we're going to stream it and show people. And that was kind of a not really impressive because they're trying to show you how good hdr looks and you're watching it on a fucking stream right <laughs> doesn't look good at all everybody is watching simultaneously <laughs> around the world yeah that was that was kind of a flub so they haven't made it as consistent as like a nintendo direct or i know xbox does the inside xbox and they're trying to make that a thing in fact uh inside xbox announced that they're um, going to be streaming like all of um what do you call it xo 18 which is supposed to be kind of the equivalent to PX, PSX for Microsoft. Okay. Um, they're, yeah, it's, it's being held in Mexico City. So if you want to fucking charter a flight real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I didn't know about that, but that's cool. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. Maybe. I think you said you had kind of the theory that they would be a little more lax in showing stuff because we're at the tail end of the generation and they're probably gearing up for PS5. I think so. I think that's like their next big announcement in the pipeline. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we get it like summer 2019 next year like maybe that's the next thing they're holding on to because like a lot of the games that we're seeing that are kind of pushing like the tail end of like the ps4 engine and the architecture like Mm -hmm. death stranding the last of us 2 spider-man even days gone days gone like these are high performing very capable games and i I feel like we're just at that point where we're bridging the tail end of this generation to another for them so that that might also be what they're they're gearing up for I, you know, I, I feel we're at the point where I would not be shocked to see at next E3 that maybe yeah. the PS5 reveal is there. And then we have PSX next year, which is a fucking going to be like this huge thing where it's maybe this is the first time you get to touch the PS5. That'd be cool. If that's going to be a thing. Because I think we're getting close. But, I, you know, I also wouldn't mind if that was kind of like more of a 2020 initiative. Because mm-hmm. I just got a PS4 Pro. I'm just enjoying that. Yeah. I still feel like there's a lot of good times to be had with this architecture that I would be kind of... Uh, this is the transition that always happens between consoles. People get like a little torn. You know, the excitement of a new console is definitely there. That's definitely a component. But at least on my part, I'm still like, I don't know if I'm done. <laughs> maybe maybe that's hard for me. I'm, I'm, I cried when David Tennant left Doctor Who. So let's, you know, maybe that's just me. Still crying about that. I'm still crying every fucking day. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the thing is, though, maybe they got enough um, feedback from their display at E3 and the complaints. And they're like, well, we don't want to inconvenience or like. Ooh, good point. Kind of make people upset again by something that isn't very well conceived or prepared so why not we're not going to waste people's time if we can't yeah dude so. imagine that where they're just like okay well here's another two hours of ghost of uh, shishima and yeah. people are like okay cool yeah. we're gonna walk you into a basement now so you can see re2 but i flew out here for this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but I, I i don't know i feel like it's not just the conference for me for psx it's really the whole playstation experience mm-hmm. and buying random shit yeah that's about it on that one uh-oh hey daniel what's up I'm going to take you for a ride. 
That's right, safe roommates. It is the Capcom Capcast. It is the only official, unofficial Capcom podcast within another podcast that many people don't know about or are aware of. It's a save room first. I got one on here for you. I keep on, uh, I keep on defending the honor, as anybody should, of DMC Devil May Cry. A perfect. Game made by Ninja Theory, and I'm not the only one that thinks so. The director of Devil May Cry 5 is going around saying, Hey, I really wanted to make a DMC Devil May Cry 2. Thank you, Mr. Itsuno. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into this a little bit. This is coming from VG247. He's got a few quotes here. He was like, I was really pumped up to do it. And then that didn't happen. <laughs> As we are aware, they went with part five. Mm. So when it came time to make a new game, we said, all right, let's make Devil May Cry 5. That's right. Devil May Cry 5 is fucking sloppy seconds to DMC2. <laughs> How's that feel? What's that do to you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm just drilling harder and harder on this for you no really reason. <laughs> like, I don't care if you didn't like DMC2. I enjoy it. Whatever. They're not going to make a part two. Fuck it. Yeah. That's life. But nobody's in Itsuna's <laughs> corner more than you are right now. Yeah. Apparently there's kind of a little bit of pushback from their team in osaka they're just kind of they're like well that the identity of that game is really like laced in ninja theory Mm -hmm. so we don't want to touch that which is something i didn't quite realize uh, until Uh i asked you i was like okay so dmc was that strictly ninja theory and then the rest are like capcom yeah 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 yeah. all of them were baked internally except for this game which Mm -hmm. was kind of westernized and posed as a reboot to the series um but itsuno explained one thing if you think about it it probably wouldn't make sense to have these guys make a dmc2 that's something that ninja theory should collaborate with capcom on you know it would be different it would lose something if we tried to do that only in osaka so it really made sense that we'd go for a sequel to dmc4 so there, there you go that's fair there you go that makes sense i love though that there is respect for this game i i feel like one day we're gonna get far enough away from it where like it's gonna pop up free somewhere or part of a collection and people are gonna be like whoa 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 this was good <laughs> well who the fuck was crying about this and you know there's a few answers 4chan <laughs> fuck. i feel like when uh the ps5 does get announced and people are scraping back through the ps4's back catalog there's gonna be a renaissance for dmc can i get you to play this game can I get you to play this game? Daniel, can I get you to play this game? For you, For I'll, I'll try it. Like, okay. I don't have to beat it, right? I, don't, I, just, I won't I make you beat it. it. I, I want you to get to the point where you're just like, I want to beat it. Okay. I just want you to see what I see. Because we are both aligned on another game that is not uh, too uh, found as being fond. I don't know why I struggled with that one. But Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Mm, that's true. We are big supporters of that game and i stopped myself from tweeting every day at konami to fucking port it over to ps4 i want a remastering of it i'll even take part two honestly we wouldn't be screaming about it if it wasn't as good as it is but it is it is okay i'm just saying so i I feel the same way about dmc my thing about dmc is um i look inward well it's like i'm I'm a stranger on the outside i'm looking in at a product much like dbz that i don't understand i feel like the barrier of entry for me is like Mm -hmm. ridiculously Mm -hmm. hard to traverse Mm -hmm. where i'm just like what's happening in this Mm -hmm. game do you think dmc is gonna like baptize me and make me understand hell fucking yeah okay actually i just want you to understand dmc by itself i don't need you to care or like or appreciate any of the other devil may cries cool that's how much this means to me daniel all right strap me in for uh 
I don't know when my next lull of a weekend is, but maybe next weekend. I don't mean, I don't need very many reasons to strap you into something. Hey, I got another thing to talk about here, Daniel. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, I am streaming Resident Evil 4 currently. We're getting to the end game with this shit. You can check that out at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Isn't that apropos? Yeah, <laughs> it's almost so. intentional. It's branding. <laughs> it's, what? Huh? Don't you ever accuse me of branding. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. Hey, so, are you on the island now? I'm on the island. Nice. Which is, I don't know. I don't know if I like that part, or love that part, or hate that part. I don't know. Resident Evil 4 makes me feel a range of feelings. Just a big range. I think we were talking about it the other night where we... You're, you're like, yeah, so there are three parts in this game that I really don't care for. And you're like, can you name them? And I literally like hit it on the head with that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't really care for it too much either. Um, although it does have the moments with the regenerator, right? Yo, I love the regenerators. They're the creepiest fucking thing yeah. to come out of like the entire franchise. They're these, these fucking gyrating mouth monsters that are gray, naked people. And some of them have spikes that just erupt out of their nipples. Holy it's shit. insane, buddy. And you can only defeat them by putting a fucking like, uh, thermal scope on top of your sniper rifle and pointing out these weird parasites that are just chilling and biting into these boys. So you shoot at all three and then they explode. <laughs> It's nuts. It's pretty cool. It, it, it makes for some harrowing moments. Otherwise, conventional weaponry will not hurt them, and they are the most persistent uh, enemy type in the game. It's fucking great, man. I, I love, love those parts. I want to watch that part of your stream. Everything else, I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll host you. It's up last night. I already did that uh, last night. Oh, so you've been on the island. Yeah, I've been on the island for a little uh, while, yeah. you know? Just kind of enjoying myself, seeing what's, what's around. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Honeymooning with Ashley. <laughs> oh, God. I can't, find me one person that enjoys having to manage Ashley in the game. Find, I fucking dare you to find me. It's the most annoying shit, okay? And having Leon! revisited this... Exactly. Leon, help! Exactly. Why? Why? <laughs> Who the fuck was in that recording session was just like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like, how did nobody just think like, dude, that sucks to hear over and over again. What? Please. Please. Can we get to the next remastering the next time they decide to sell this game and just fucking kind of dial back on some of those Ashley voice lines? Or just make her playable like Shiva from Resident Evil 5. Let me walk you through some of Ashley's mechanics. Sure. Um, She could uh, wait at the top of a ladder and go, Leon, if you walk too far away because you have to catch her. She can't use a ladder. You have to catch her. Listen, she's the president's daughter. People are climbing her up ladders for her. Is shit getting really tense? You happen to have a briefcase with 50 fucking guns in there. You think she can use one? No, 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 no. You know what she can use? She can jump into a garbage can. She can jump into a garbage can and hide. <laughs> That's what she can do, Daniel. That's her mechanic. But yet still not well enough to mask her scent to make her seem like just garbage because those fucking... They'll still grab her. They'll still grab her. The the Ganados, right? The The Las Ganados? The La... Ahí está! Bátalo! Otherwise, the game is my birthright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love playing it. I'm enjoying it. I love going back to it. But it makes me wonder about some of its ideas. Mm -hmm. Who at one point decided that, like, yo, this is, like, the most action-geared Resident Evil. But it's not enough. It's kind of boring getting from A to B, man. What do we do? Just fucking have this entire treasure-finding metagame. Not even finding treasure randomly, like shit hanging up to walls where you gotta mm. shoot it down. and like, oh shit, I got a spinal. <laughs> I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> you have to find fucking discrete 
parts. Like, I found a crown. Uh-oh, it's missing three gems. And find the gems and combine it, because if you sell it before, then you're not getting the most buck for your bang. Because, they're you know, the creepy merchant guy yeah, yeah. who's wearing the watchdog's mask for some reason? <laughs> I just, I noted that. Oh, same, shit, you're right. Same designs. Really weird. He's right, guys. Yeah. With his crazy eyes that never blink, you would be like, oh, thank you, stranger. <laughs> if you fucking sell that shit. Actually, when he when he starts jizzing his pants, he, he always uses this phrase. Ah, I'll buy that at a fine price <laughs> every time so you bring him a crown slotted with these fucking three jewels and he'll bust the nut <laughs> essentially <laughs> i just don't understand it and then they fucking expanded on it like even more heavily in resident evil 5 <laughs> they are like twice the amount of treasure twice the fun and it's like i don't i don't think i agree <laughs> <laughs> i wanted like maybe more mercenaries but sure 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 like what the fuck you you have me being a captain toad in the middle of these like <laughs> monster fights <laughs> I don't understand it. You mentioned it to me. I was like, oh yeah, like it's only like in the first third of the game because I thought you were talking about the... Um, the medallions? Yeah, the blue medallions. That, that you, you only have to do once and never again and it gives you a gun that's like a, like literally outmoded 15 minutes after that. You get the black tail, which is even better than the fucking gun that it gives you and it's just like, oh, I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a gun called, called the Punisher. That's Listen, you do it for the street cred, man. You do it for the cred, man. You do it so he blinks once, the fucking merchant, because he never does otherwise. Oh, really? Yeah. So let me ask you, since you... You are of the Red Herb stream. You are the Capcom Capcast leader. You're- I am the Capcom captain. <laughs> you are the Capcom fanboy here. Yeah. When you play this game on stream, do I'm people hard. can people recognize that? Do they, do they know that you're your most comfortable when you're playing Capcom games? Let i.e. your birthright. RE4? Actually, kind of for sure. Yeah. Um, the when I was streaming on like I think Wednesday night, somebody just came in and was watching me. Uh, Tyler actually, the Tyler the man, watched me for like ten minutes and was just like, "Dude, why aren't you bigger? Like, you have a great energy. I really mm. like your vibe." Da da da. And I was just like, "Wow, I really appreciate that. I guess I'm most comfortable playing these horror games that I've played fifty times over and over and over yeah. again. I, I don't know why. So I'm thinking, um, this is." Now that it's on air, we're getting it on record, dude. I formally invite you to play through Resident Evil 5 with me. It's co-op feature. I'll take on Sheva. I know you're not a big fan of playing mm-hmm. as Sheva. No, I'm really not. I am. Okay. I'll be Sheva. You can be Chris. Sure. Chris the Boulder Man Redfield. <laughs> and we're going to stream every session. Okay. Um, That'll be our October thing, dude. Here's my immediate RSVP. Yeah, sure. I'll buy it. Nope. Boom. Oh my god. Save rates. We have an October commitment right now. Oh here. shit. I mean, granted, we're also going to be streaming some um, Friday the 13th, the game. Oh yeah, because it's free yeah, uh, it's the, uh, in October. Free on PS Plus for October. I already own a copy that you graciously bought me for, for Christmas. So technically, at this rate, we paid 40 bucks for one, right. and the other's free, so it's like 20 yeah. bucks a copy. Hey, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're helping you, Gun Media. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Are you? I wonder how, how much we'll get into it. Because I played all of 25 minutes of that game, and I was just like, this is super janky. I don't know if I can continue on. We'll probably embrace the jank for a little bit, because I think it'll be fun to like have fun <laughs> with and, and dick around with like on stream. But I feel embrace like it's going to... the jank. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Friday the Jank Teeth. <laughs> okay. But I feel like, um, much like when we stream Fortnite, I think we'll probably have more fun playing that game together. So. Did we ever stream Fortnite together? I did. We're a bunch of 12-year-olds. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel... Who is Bowsette? Oh my god. (laughs) I woke up one day and I I realized I had a new Nintendo kink that I didn't have the the night before. Go ahead. Bowsette is like... I don't even know how to explain it. It's just basically... Imagine Princess Peach, but 
looking rad and empowered and sexy like a Koopa would. Okay. She's just like this rip domineering dominatrix version of Bowser. <laughs> How did this happen? I have no idea. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it um, the Peachette? Oh, yeah, I think Peachat was the first incarnation. Yeah, so people worked. started. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. Yeah. Somebody envisioned <laughs> like that happening. Mm-hmm. Like, but B- Bowser and Peach. Okay. And, and thus, a new Nintendo fetish was born. And it's we've, we get a new one every day uh, Boozette or Booette, which is basically like a ghost version of Peach, like much like Boo. I like that one. I'm kind of into that one. You know what's funny? When I, when I first in. 1998 got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. I never envisioned that one day I would have to like kind of talk about uh, publicly how much people want to fuck these characters that I'm like currently playing in in Mario Party. I never thought so, but you know, life takes you on a strange journey. I'm gonna be honest. I probably already wanted to fuck like Peach a moderate amount, but like thinking about Boozette or like the sort of submissive uh, Chompette, I'm into it. Right. You know how you can balance your horn horn doggedness off? Yeah. Just think about Toad and his uh. <laughs> I can't because now I'm thinking about Toadette. No, 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 no. Think about Toad and his connection to our president. Yeah. The collusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, though, this became a little bit of canon because they released concept art for Mario Odyssey where mm-hmm. uh, Bowser had his own version of Cappy and he put it on Peach and right. basically like became her. I saw that. Yeah. And apparently they scrapped it because they did. Uh, the developers did not want to spit in the eye of God. Fuck you, Reggie. <laughs> Fuck you, Shigeru. It's canon now. It's canon, dog. It's canon now. You can't tame this beast. We you made it. it, and now it's outlived you. <laughs> so far, I'm loving like the uh, massive avalanche of like fan art and cosplays coming from this. It's good. I'm into it. I did, I'm going to be neutral about this. I'm confused by it, <laughs> but I am interested, and that tells you something. You want to know something else that I'm a little confused and interested by? I'm scared. What? <laughs> Hikaru and Yutata and Skrillex are apparently coming together to collab on the new theme for Kingdom Hearts 3. What is it called? Face My Fears? Appropriate. Interesting. Where are you at? I can't even envision this song. Well, Much like Kingdom Hearts 3, I feel like this collaboration is 10 years late. <laughs> so like I'm, wow ouch <laughs> dude we already did the hot takes episode yeah. you didn't have to bring it we back we have to do a part two for that yeah probably i don't know it's it's okay i guess i like i have a lot of friends um mm-hmm. who are both into dubstep and grew up grew up loving kingdom hearts and they're super into it like are they, they also into finger glove light like yeah. the finger light gloves yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> this is gonna inspire a lot of youtube videos this fucking song and people finger lighting up the whole the world we're gonna see people spinning poi to it in their best sora costumes jesus fuck. donald give me strength i'm imagining now actually like a sora and aqua fight but with like finger gloves to this theme i <laughs> he lost his head. i want to leave this conversation actually I don't know. I don't know that I'm like super into it. I do like Hakara Yutada's original themes, um, okay. Simple and Clean, and Sanctuary is fucking amazing. Like for Kingdom Hearts, dude, I'm really not familiar with it. You know, oh dude, no, it dude. opens the game in such a really cool way. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, no, I'm so I've sure. experienced it, yeah. and it has not affected me in any sort of way because I know I've tried to play Kingdom Hearts two at least twice. Yeah. From the the start, and literally gave up at the same point. I will show you after we're done recording. We're eating our lunch. We're doing our save, boys. Oh shit, dude! We can watch some FMVs, <laughs> hold hands, and try to figure out this Kingdom Heart universe. <laughs> what is this, Daniel? 
you have this thing that just says, would you like to play a game, Kevin? It's very Hal of you. What, what is this? Um, so speaking of universes that we don't understand, <laughs> sure, Kingdom Hearts 3 is one of them. Yeah. And we were talking yeah. about it a little bit last week, and uh, I was trying to explain a portion of the game to you, or like who some of these characters were from Birth by Sleep, and I simply couldn't. And it's just because the, the lore is so convoluted. It makes no sense even to uh, long-term fans like myself. Very Metal Gear. Super Metal Gear. Actually, yeah. wow, that's on yeah. the head right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is Square Enix and Disney's Metal Gear. I'm sure, like if if like once we complete this series, it'll have the same beats and patterns. Yeah. Like if you just break it down on a schematic, like dude, it's exactly Metal Gear. If you really walk through these events, yeah. <laughs> All right, what 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 is this? So I, I was thinking, and I just thought it would be fun since you don't know a lot of the lore, you don't know a lot of the characters. I wanted to play a game with you. Um, so <laughs> okay. we're, we're gonna go ahead and, and intro this here. Kingdom Hearts is known for its cast of characters with well recognized names from franchises we adore. But yep. with Kingdom Hearts 2, Nomura introduced us to a new cast of characters with some head-scratching names. Most notably, it's members of Organization 13. Okay. So I want to play a game with you today, Kevin, since a lot of these names are ridiculous. I don't know where he conceptualized a lot of them. Um, we're going to play a game. It's called Early Philosophers or Kingdom Hearts Characters. Oh my fucking <laughs> god, what? Yeah. Where, where did this come from? I just thought it would be fun. You're just walking through your... Di- How bored are you at Starbucks where you're coming up with this shit, man? <laughs> Listen, I just tickle myself sometimes. Much like when uh, the James Spader cast for Shadow came to me. Like yeah, okay, that was really good, brain. though. Holy shit. This game came to me. I, I want to, like, replicate the conditions that allowed you to be, like, so creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Okay. Oh, walk me... Oh, so, is I it- think, actually, this might be a spawn-off of uh, Kind of Funny's uh, mobile game or whatever. Uh-huh. The game that they have where it's like, is it this or is it this? Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, inspiration. You're stealing. Got okay. It. What is a philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, go, go ahead. Throw it at me. So, like, Round one, what is this? A lot of these are like early Greco-Roman <laughs> philosophers. Okay, sweet, uh, sweet. I got you. Thinkers, if you will. So there, there are 10 names on the list. Or uh, a member of Organization 13. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Essentially. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so I want to see if you can figure out which is which here. All right, let's do it. So... Kevin, I'm going to ask you, early philosopher or Kingdom Hearts character? I understand. Number one, Ansem the Wise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Philosopher or Kingdom Hearts character? Uh, that's a, that's a KH, KH character, man. Come a KH on. character? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have a, a head in, a, in an anime rock. I, I'm aware <laughs> of things. You might, you might. Thalus of Miletus. Oh, it's got to be a philosopher. Okay, it's got to be right. It's got to be a philosopher. Okay, yeah. All right, so it's kind of they're, they're distinct. You it's, can kind of close. Figure, it's close. They're getting close. A lot of these names have like S's at the end, or like a lot of X's for whatever reason. Yeah, that's why I thought it'd be ridiculous. Okay, okay. Um, Was I right, or do I get no, to find you, out? Yeah, there? you're right on the first two so far. Sweet. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. He's doing good, guys. All right. T- two of ten. Just, just let me know, like, correct or incorrect. Uh, okay, cool. Number three. Yeah. Xenophanes. Oh shit. <laughs> Is that the full name? Just yeah, one name? Just Xenophanius. Xenophanius? Mm-hmm. No hyphens? No hyphens. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh this is confusing. There's a lot of Z, or a lot of X action in here. All yeah. right, Xeno. Nine letters. I'm going to go with, uh, he's a philosopher. All right, you're right. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. Zigbar the fourth for number four. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, okay. This one hurts. Um, Zigbar the fourth. Zigbar the fourth. The fourth makes it sound really official, but like I know there's like clonage action going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird, <laughs> weird like nobodies. And yeah, 
a lot a lot of people like i'm the personification of like your id but like if i had blonde hair (laughs) i get that that's the difference between roxas and sora basically all right this is that's got to be a kingdom hearts character damn dude nailed it nailed it and his name's not actually zigbar the fourth i just oh you tried zigbar (laughs) through a fucking curve you bait and switch me dude yeah there's probably four of them uh number five xeno xeno huh kingdom hearts oh first one wrong there really yeah <laughs> Zeno of it sounds like a boss. <laughs> Zeno Ouch. is approaching the field. Ouch. Okay. Uh, okay. Fuck. Fuck. Number me. six. Solon. Oh, give it to me again. What? Solon. S O L O N. Oh, this really does get more difficult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. philosopher. Nailed it. You're good. <sighs> yes. Okay. Uh, we got four more on the list. Bear no. with me, Kevin. Jesus. You're doing, how long? You're doing okay. great. Actually, you only got one wrong. <sighs> I feel okay. good. I feel good. Number seven, Zemnis. Zemnis? Yeah. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Nailed it. Yes. Yes. Zemnis is like one of the major players of darkness in the organization that is Organization 13. Okay, I believe yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number eight, uh, yeah. Democritus. <laughs> no, philosopher. For sure. Philosopher, yeah. come That's on. Democracy in the name. Yeah, yeah, okay. come on. Pretty good. Okay, number nine, uh, Anaxagoras. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I hate you, Nomura, and I and I hate you, philosophers of ancient Greece. Okay, sounds like a fucking Bloodborne boss. Really? All right. Th- this one's just a guess. Kingdom sure. Hearts. I don't know. You would you would have been right Shit. if you said uh, philosopher there. Shit. Yeah, it's okay. okay. What are we at? Are we at the last one now? Um, we're at the last one here. Okay. Only got uh two wrong, so that's great, dude. You're winning I'm this. Just, I'm doing it. You're gonna get a free copy of Kingdom Hearts three on me really maybe oh <laughs> or at least me narrating what i think it's about one of those daniel promises again <laughs> number 10 balloons. vanitas vanitas yeah vanitas mm-hmm. philosopher Ooh. oh no really no he's a character from uh, kingdom hearts birth by sleep and he's actually voiced by Haley joel osman i don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right, fine. Okay. Fucking sees dead people and whatever. What's the last? Okay, that was the last. That was one the last one. one. So what's my score? Seven to ten, man. Seven to ten. That you got to see. You're, that's, that's a C. That's passing in most situations. That's a C. That's good. That's well, good great job, for somebody that's only played like literally <laughs> two games out of the eighteen that they've released yeah. in the last forty years. I understand. Can I tell you any more about these characters? No. Uh, also, can I tell you anything about these philosophers? Probably not. I thought it'd be a fun game, and what do you know, it was. I hate you. So thanks for playing along. I buddy. hate you a lot. That's yeah, good. That's good though. Okay. I, okay. I'm I'm excited to maybe play this game. <laughs> that was what I was trying to do. Just titillate you a little. Yeah. Bit. I I like you. Yeah. I like you. All right. We're gonna get into the news. Last week's news. This week, of course, this is gonna be a follow up of something that's not as fun as figuring out who's a philosopher and something that Numero just shit out of his ass. <laughs> Uh, we're going back to the Telltale situation. I thought it was kitschy to call it the Telltale Heartbreak. Because, like, the Telltale Heart, Poe, yeah. Heartbreak. You dropped it on me. You're yeah. like, no, it's actually really clever. And I'm it's like, oh, yeah, you're like a Telltale Heart. I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, a lot of our conversations are me petitioning for how clever I am. Yeah. No, dude, this is smart. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take me on this walk. I will. Telltale Heartbreak. Heartbreak. I think this is um, yeah. an important follow-up because... Mm-hmm. 
when we recorded, it was I think it was last Sunday. Saturday, a lot of this was still fresh and breaking, and the industry wasn't caught up. And we were really getting a lot of it by uh, via tweets and a lot of think pieces as to what people think might be happening behind the scenes at Telltale. But throughout the week, we got a lot of follow ups. A lot of important pieces are falling into place, and really, we have a bigger picture now of what potentially happened at Telltale. Right. So. And despite my pun title, I really do want to illustrate that this is a heartbreaking scenario. Yeah. You know, I, I you said it in the last show, we're losing a unique voice in this industry, but I do hope that they get seated throughout and really start to, you know, still have that voice, but in different places, you know, maybe it's better this way, mm-hmm. but well, not really. <laughs> Here we go. Since we last spoke of Telltale Games dissolution, in which 250 employees were let go in a single day in advance of the studio's complete closure, there have been a number of developments, including The Walking Dead the final season has been pulled from digital storefronts. You can no longer buy the season pass or the two episodes that have uh, been released thus far. Telltale put in the request themselves, calling it a, quote, temporary pause of sales, end quote. A Telltale rep told Polygon, quote, We're currently still working to find a way to hand off production of episodes three and four so that the season can be completed. The outcome of those efforts will determine when and how the final season returns to stores. We hope to have a firm announcement before the end of the week. For now, we apologize for any inconvenience, end quote. Uh, so at the time of recording, we're recording on Saturday the 27th? 29th. 29th, August just 29th. like I said. Yeah. <laughs> August uh, Sorry, September 29th. <laughs> gotcha, time okay. has no meaning. Yeah. Uh, we don't have an update on that. Hopefully on the next episode we will. Okay, guys? Now, the next thing is two media companies, AMC and Smilegate, reportedly backed out of negotiations a day before Telltale's closure. It's unclear what the result of these partnerships would have been, but funding for Telltale was a big part of the discussion. And also, an ex-employee has filed a class-action lawsuit against Telltale, citing that the abrupt manner employees were laid off violated California state and national labor laws. In the complaint, Telltale is accused of laying off workers without cause and failed to issue written notice in advance of the firings, a requirement of the WARN Act. Uh, For context, the WARN Act states that a business must provide notice of mass layoffs slash closings at least 60 days beforehand, which... Obviously did not happen. That's at least fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the brighter side, we're going to end on this. On September 27th, Telltale Games held a job fair on the roof of, San, of their San Rafael building. The event invited all 250 employees affected by the layoff to meet with recruiters and representatives from various game studios, including Blizzard, Insomniac Games, EA, and more. It is perhaps the only uplifting part of this sad saga. So that was pretty cool um, that they did that, and I hope that does lead to doors being open for them. But this is, ugh. I think the point that was made is that some or a lot of these employees that are affected by this are not going to work in this industry again, you know? Like, what? maybe this is the last straw for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that stability isn't there. We're seeing that more and more, that it is pretty volatile from time to time to work in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, with practices like hiring a bunch of contractors to finish a game and then firing them at launch or letting them go per terms of their contract, it, it's not a safe space to work in, unfortunately. No. I mean, I feel like, too, working contract work, like, you are operating within a very limited schedule like say you come on contract work for six months that is your time with the company after that they don't know you anything more i don't know if a lot of this is like in violation with contract breaching because essentially like just firing them before their term's over like i don't know if telltale violated anything in that regard 
Um, but at least it's a guarantee for the uh, full-time employees. Yeah, exactly. You know, this situation. But to additionally, like you said, have hired more people on board while very well knowing behind the scenes that this was probably going to happen. Why did they do that? Like, Can we talk about that reliance on funding? Uh, even the, the head of the company was saying that... Well, he implied that the lack of funding that was supposed to come through led to their closure. Well, this happened fucking 24 hours, if we're talking about AMC and Smilegate. Mm. That happened 24 hours before they closed. They knew they didn't have money. Why wouldn't they figure out some sort of plan way beforehand to not only finish Walking Dead if they knew there was going to be a strain on their cash Mm. flow, and also some sort of plan for an exit for their employees? They fucking did it overnight to them. Yeah, okay. I think they were thinking very minute to minute with it. Very much so. And it's like, I don't know if that was false hope where they thought, hey, we're definitely going to land these deals and we're not going to have to face the music mm-hmm. in which we lay off our entire workforce. I can understand that, but you still have to fucking own up. You know, if that was ever a possibility, which it seemed very clear with the last round of layoffs that it was going to be, mm-hmm. you needed to be upfront about that. Or even if it wasn't something that you just started like telling your employees, you need to have a plan for them. 60 days notice did not occur. No, it did not. <laughs> what, what, what are your, some of your takeaways from like this after aftermath effect, especially with them pulling down the game? What do you think that's about? Like, are they ever going to put it up even if they figure out that they cannot complete the final season? I don't know, because you had the thought they were going to pull it, and then you checked, I think it was Wednesday, Mm -hmm. or maybe it was Thursday, actually. It was Uh, last week, yeah. Yeah, it was was early in the week, and you went up, and you're like, dude, they pulled it from the store. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm actually really Mm -hmm. surprised, and I don't know if that's, like, just to stop people from buying it, like, full price, and Mm -hmm. then, like, having the same situation where it's like, hey, I paid for a full game, but I only got two episodes. I don't know if they're taking it down just to basically squash the effort but altogether isn't that the weird thing they took down the season pass and the a la carte episodes yeah for me it's like leave the individual episodes up because you've at least made that mm-hmm. and it's done but take down the season pass because you don't know what's going to happen to this series mm-hmm. why did you take it all down i don't know i That's don't know a confusing if move to me it is i don't know if it's just because they think they're going to be switching <laughs> hands with it uh-huh. or i don't know if it's a licensing breach at this point or whatever but like if that's the case they'd be taking all their games down Right. So, I don't know. Exactly. All the rest of the games are up, and I can only assume that, like, you know, if people are buying those currently, that's all going straight to their debt. Yeah. That, like, it's getting funneled straight to whatever put them Mm -hmm. under to begin with. I think maybe they're just trying to circumnavigate the situation where they don't want more people to buy it and then not have the rest of it. Because, like, there's been a lot of outcry um, from... People on Twitter, fans of the game, uh, to Telltale, like, hey, I paid for this full game. You guys ripped me off. You knew this game was going to go under. You still sold us a full game. Where's the rest of my game? Give me a refund or something. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to stay away from that fire. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There there seems like a lot of mismanagement and a lot of poor choices led to this. And, I, you know, I don't want to, like come at anybody about that Mm -hmm. this is definitely a leadership thing there's a lot of people that are affected that were working their fucking asses off and that's very clear about the situation i'm not talking about the 250 i'm talking about who is left there right now Mm -hmm. the leadership that led them down this road and maybe maybe it was a systemic thing something that even like because i know they switched ceos Mm -hmm. maybe that shit was already a shit fire and he just had didn't know how to wrangle back in i get it that happens but we haven't seen it on this kind of scale you know this is actually like a really unique story in the industry which is why are people people are talking about it um like we said last week 
we had two simultaneous studio closures, one with um, Capcom Vancouver, which yeah. is getting a different sort of treatment because of the way they, the nature of which they let their employees go, um, which is more standard. But this is like something we've never seen before, like 30 minutes notice, 200 people, 250 people being laid off, immediate like closure, essentially canceled products, right. episodes being pulled down class action lawsuits like we're, we're not used to seeing something like this as a result of a studio closing no so, no it, 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 oh, it's it's rough man it's absolutely um, rough i feel like they had too many like we said too many licensed products or projects in their pocket too many moving parts too much going on at once they were overlapping like so many simultaneous projects and, and teams do, and, and teams people and trying to do so much like i feel like if they maybe narrowed their scope to maybe fit two things at a time like say they just did i don't know the walking dead season two with the wolf among us gave it a year to breathe well whoa, 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 wait that's actually what they announced they were going to yeah. do with uh, the november layoffs they said we're gonna actually do fewer projects but mm-hmm. focus on making them better okay and that was their plan it was just gonna be the final season walking dead it was gonna be wolf among us and then i believe it was gonna be one other project i forget whatever stranger, the fuck things. It was. stranger things there yeah. you go thank you um but yeah that Obviously, whatever injuries their their organization suffered through their choices, mm-hmm. it was just too much. It was too much to save itself, you know. Yeah. It also, yeah, I I always think about like you know the way people were engaging with their games and the lack of interest. Da, 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 da. But that right now, I do want to make a point like that. That's a hurtful thing, and like you you know even though you can have those criticisms, mm-hmm. definitely, I think that's fair. I just don't aim it at the fucking devs that are unemployed yeah, right it's, now. I it's really not their fault. I want to reiterate that shit. Like, cool, man, great. Like, we, we can all talk about and have this conversation about mm-hmm. the downfall of Telltale, but, like, also, like, it's still really fresh for these people. Yeah. Like, it's an open wound. I, I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of them are just, like, ignoring social media or muting Telltale's a keyword just to get away from that shit. That really sucks. Yeah, I'm sure it's a hard time. Because it's uh, such a public you know, thing to, mm-hmm. to have happen. Cause it's like other studios close and we don't really give a shit, but it's like, there was a lot of love for their games at one point, even if the interest wasn't there now. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I think there's a hashtag. It's either telltale memories or telltale stories. We're getting like the, the more heartfelt side of, of those creators yeah. and, and what they shared and our favorite parts of their franchises. Yeah. You um, kind of participated. In I, that. Yeah. I tried to with a, with a scene from border uh, tales from the borderlands, mm-hmm. but I think that's a cool thing. Like there's a lot of negativity and a lot of sadness um, surrounding this whole yeah. topic. So let's really highlight some of their greater moments. Cause they offered a lot. Honestly, I, I you know, I think you would agree. Tales from the Borderlands was their best game in my mind. I mean, The Walking Dead is what like got me into their brand of storytelling, and it is a phenomenal game. But I think, first, I think we could so good. All say that like the first season of Walking Dead collectively as like a culture was yeah. our boarding point for it. Was, it was it was our our signal flare from the company yeah. to, to notice those creative minds for I sure. I mean, because like before that, what they had the Jurassic Park game and the Back to the Future garbage, game, which I know you okay play garbage. It. You you engage with them, you're like the yeah they're not very good for what no. they're trying to do. No, but then this came out of the water and you were like praising and i was like by the same dudes who did back from the future he's like yeah walk with me here exactly (laughs) we remember that we remember that point where it was like dude these they they have bargain bin games and you're telling me they're uh they're a triple a studio (laughs) yeah turns out so the unfortunate thing too i saw like a graph it was like a bar graph of like each of their games over the last five years since the walking dead and the way they sit like the way they sold essentially so like the walking dead season one i think 
I don't know the numbers on ballparking here. Say it okay. sold like five million, sure, um, which mm-hmm. is the most any of their games have sold. And then the next game after that was what The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sold somewhere between like one and two million. Right. The Walking Dead season two sold just above that, and then everything else systematically sold less and less. Right. I was looking towards the end of it, like Guardians and the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Telltale's Batman. I thought they would have been like wow. pushing like millions, but no, they sold like under a million respectively. Wow, that's and really just, surprising for superhero shit. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it was just the volume of their announcements, how many games they were giving us, the the <clears throat> episodic approach, or oh, dude, dude, it, it is like it there's is so many a factors. it is a collision of like 15 different runaway trains that met at one single point. Yeah. That that is what Telltale's story is, unfortunately, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It, it's all of it. Everything yeah. we're naming. All of it compounded to do this because it isn't just one thing that shuts down a fucking company. No. You know, it's definitely a series of choices. It's definitely a different events and some things are out of their control. Definitely for a lot of these employees, these actions, these financial fuck ups were out of their control. Mm-hmm. All they could do is put their head down and try to make uh, put forth their best work. And it's unfortunate for them, especially that this yeah. place is gone. We'll this, miss you guys. We I know we them. said it last episode, yeah. but that's what it is. This is definitely the time of the year, though, when it probably would have come to head, because a lot of companies, I think they're doing like their year-end fiscal years, sure. essentially, and they're transitioning into that new business year, oh, so it's like, yeah. if they're looking at their metrics and their sales and the way their company is profiting or not, it's like, well, now's the time to shit or get off the pot, essentially, with it. You know, I, I in the last few days, I just found myself thinking about, like, potential games that I would love to see Telltale do, if they're still that license yeah. machine. Like what? fucking Stephen King stories would be really cool. Oh, shit. You know? Like, they have that Castle Rock series, and it mm. seems like that'd be a cool, like, launching pad where yeah. it's, like, all of the components of the universe. But more specifically, I would like shit like, um, maybe something in the Dark Tower universe would have been really cool, like, to have episodically, because it seems like they're pushing for a TV show, they fucked up with the movie, <laughs> and yeah. they're trying to do stuff in other media, but it seems like video games would be fucking gnar for Dark Tower. Am I... Am I... I no, I can't disagree, actually. Right? For, like, that sort of serialized storytelling. Right, like, dude. it worked for The Walking Dead. It worked for The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Um, I was even excited to see what they were going to do at Stranger Things. Kind I know. Of setting in that universe. I know. I know. I don't know. It's, it's a sad, unfortunate situation. And it's actually bums me out that, like, with the civil lawsuit at play, a lot of those people aren't going to walk away with anything. Because that company isn't worth anything. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had to file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's not good. But... Yeah. If we have any updates about that, you'll hear it on this show. But otherwise, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter and whatnot. But yeah. that, that seems to be what's up right you now. Got a, you got a higher note for me in number two? I do have a higher note for you, Let's my lift dog. The mood. Lift the mood with Konami. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> number two on here. Konami has risen from its crypt and finally decided to release a game again. Well, well, re-release a game. Two games to be exact. Two Castlevania games, to be exacter. <laughs> Castlevania Requiem contains two side-scrolling classics, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. While everyone remembers Alucard's hunt for Dear Dead Dad in Symphony, 1993's Rondo of Blood may not garner as much recognition. But the titles are very complimentary, as Symphony of the Night serves as a direct sequel to Rondo of Blood. Rondo tells the story of Richter Belmont and his quest to save his gal, Annette, from the trifling clutches of Dracula. Here's some bad news for those that delight in a certain hybrid console. The Requiem Collection is exclusive to the PlayStation 4 because of a deal Konami whipped up with Sony. The duo of games will benefit from the PS4's 4K-1080p upscaling, 
trophies and dualshock 4 speaker effects but that's fucking annoying why the fuck would you want that that's so stupid anyway castlevania requiem releases just before halloween october 26 and for 1999 perfect time to launch it perfect time to launch it dude i love these games well actually i love symphony i've never played rondo i haven't either um interesting that it very much informed uh the next game in the series Mm -hmm. especially with the richter thing and we see richter see this is why people are upset Richter was announced as what the echo for Simon for Simon yeah. in uh Ultimate Smash Boys. I I get it. It almost doesn't make sense. Like if you have a side scroller, it doesn't make sense that it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, "What the fuck? What's going on with Konami? Where like they couldn't make this game without Sony?" I don't know, dude. They fucking reshuffled entirely. That the last thing they made was a dud, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. So like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they didn't want to do this, and this was Sony just going like, "Yo, it's Halloween. Uh, what about th- these shits?" Yeah. <laughs> it's Halloween. We have a contract. You owe us one more game. Right. Or maybe I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, figured out a licensing deal where Symphony of the Night, the original, is on the PS Classic, mm-hmm. the little 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 gray thing, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Yeah, why not just uh, re-release it on HD too for PS4 people." Bing, bang, boom. Money all over the place. Right. Fucking yeah. Now, however, I get it. We were talking about it. Mm-hmm. There's always that guy out there. The fucking bring it to Switch guy. <laughs> we literally saw it within the first like few responses on the thread. It's like... For yeah. Requiem, was just like, this should be on Switch. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. I get it. But this guy, it's a, the bring it to Switch guy is a little <laughs> intense, man. Because like, he'll look at some, some fucking Death Stranding footage. And you'll see in the mentions for like IGN just going like, fucking, I ain't going to pay attention until this is on the Switch. <laughs> it's like, that's not... <laughs> that's not going to happen. But it works billy ben joe whoever you whoever you're bringing the switch guy is man like see some reason dude it it's good that there's exclusive experiences on certain consoles Mm -hmm. because it forces competitors to one-up their game too that's the whole point of exclusivity Mm -hmm. i know some people don't understand or get it but business-wise it doesn't make sense to have this huge merger sometimes we're gonna get into that in a moment about (laughs) crossplay. but my dude don't (laughs) don't look at like (laughs) <laughs> don't look at fucking like ghost of shishima and just thinking like why not switch right <laughs> like like chill out man <laughs> like I, I i think we're you know it's a pleasant surprise when bigger games like that get onto the switch dark souls and whatnot that's true or like um be realistic wolfenstein coming to the switch doom coming to the switch <laughs> like i get that yeah <clears throat> excuse me but like you know come on switch guy come on <laughs> are you gonna pick this shit up probably to be honest if i haven't like completely washed my palette of hollow knight since then um because like i <laughs> yeah. feel like it this happened at an interesting time it's outside of the summer glut of metroidvanias yeah it's before bloodstain whenever that is gonna happen so it's kind of like just filling this this time where we could probably use a cool little retro metroidvania or retroidvania very unfortunate release date for my wallet however yeah that would be Red Dead Redemption 2's launch day. That's true. Oh, shit. What do you think I'm going to fucking be doing that day? I honestly... Playing Castlevania games? Don't think that this is going to divide audiences like that, though. And even though it's coming out on the 26th... Because there's, there's no overlap between these audiences whatsoever. I mean, there's <laughs> light on, overlap. Come on, man. But for me, it's just like... And for you, I, I noted, I feel like this is going to be a rainy day game where you're just, like, bored. You're at home. It's probably sometime in December, maybe late January, and you're like, I want to play a game oh shit rondo of blood and symphony of the night haven't touched that in a while let's go you know so yeah i i feel exactly the same if you wanted to really catch my attention i want you to gather all of the handheld games onto one fucking set okay because i want to replay castlevania portrait of ruin mm-hmm. 
Aria of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dawn of Sorrow. Didn't you have a note about Arias? What's an Aria? Well, because we were talking about like rondos. You're like, what's a rondo? Exactly. That's what it was. I was like, it's actually like a term in terms of like musical composition. The way they, it's like a, a form essentially. So where you would play certain themes against the body of a composition and then the returning themes. It's technical. You blew my fucking mind because I was just like, I, I think rondo is just a dumbass word that they came up with. And I was like, no, it's actually like a classical music term. And I was like, oh? Yeah. And then same with Aria. And Aria is like a song usually. I love it. And yeah. Dawn, I don't, what, what could that be? It's something with the sun. Okay. Yeah. Not so much music, but oh. there's inspiration and overlap there too. Are there musical portraits? <laughs> What's a Lords of Shadow in musical terms? <laughs> well, you see, it's a contrapuntal melody where, uh, it's, it's really complex. Don't, don't even worry about it at this point. Don't even yeah. worry about it. But I would love all those games. But then again, we're going to the source with Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. The inspiration for, I wouldn't say like modern Castlevanias, because it is like, you know, definitely early 2000s that. is not modern anymore. No, no. But uh, yeah, it definitely informed all of those. And it's, God, such a good fucking game. Never got a direct sequel to Symphony, did we? Not that I'm aware of now. I think those other games, because one of the, one of the, I think the, uh, of sorrow games take place like in the fucking future like one of the games when you end it it's just like oh yeah i forgot there's a city back there and then like when you look at the character it's like yeah you are wearing a weird coat aren't you <laughs> like i it's not like kind of cyberpunk yeah it's not very period piece my dude's looking like dante with the silver hair and shit yeah yeah the series did do that sometimes i mean it did it with lords of shadow too yeah that's weird okay <laughs> interesting i don't know i'll pick it up at some point i i want to pay respect to it because i haven't dove super hard mm-hmm. and i know it's a uh incredible part of uh metroidvania and castlevania history so and yeah maybe i'll play it on the switch but i'll probably get on the playstation and you stuff. know but here's a point that i don't think has been uh made before they should bring this to the switch D- daniel do you know what i'm saying my problem and here nintendo i know you're immovable okay. on this and i'm not getting licenses oh you and, think it's nintendo's and problem. paying stuff out no I'm, i got a separate point going here oh when you bring a game like Wolfenstein to the Switch at 60 full retail dollars, when I've already played it a year before, that's a hard push for somebody like me. So okay. like, I feel like when it makes the port jump, especially when it's a game that's been a few years old, like maybe bring it to us at 50 or $40. Incentivize yeah. us a little more. Yeah. But Nintendo is very immovable on their retail pricing. There's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. And uh, something about a contract with the devil. That's a big part of it. I thought it was like, you know, shipping and <laughs> being an East Coast yeah, thing versus... Yeah, you know, uh, it's weird. I don't want to get like, like get rabbit holed here. Yeah. What's weird is that like, much like Pennywise the Clown, there's instances of a hundred years back of photos of Reggie <laughs> at the scene of major disasters. I, I, I just wanted to point that out. Is he dancing like Pennywise too? <laughs> He's just fucking doing, doing the that sideways stupid dance. jig. God damn, that ruined that movie for, for Didn't everybody. Didn't it fuck you up? It did. Was that movie in the 3D? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, I love it. Hey, number three on the list, Daniel. Mr. Yoshida knocked down that wall. That's right. Sony is enabling crossplay for the only thing your nephew talks about. Fortnite. While Xbox One, PC, and Switch players have enjoyed a barrier-free utopia of crossplay battle royaling, Sony has been bullish about letting PlayStation users join the fray. Worse, Sony has barred players from carrying their Epic account over to or away from the PS4. This means character progression and in-game purchases have been stranded on the console the moment it's registered. 
But after months of Sony trying to reason that fans shouldn't want to play on anything other than a PlayStation because PlayStation is a fount of boundless joy, the company has reconsidered its bullshittery. John Cadera, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, took control of the PlayStation blog to say the following, quote, Following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution, end quote. It begins with an open beta, which will allow cross-platform play, commerce, and progression across all versions of the game, including Android and iOS. Even in capitulation, though, Sony's brashness shines through. Quote, We see the beta as an opportunity to conduct thorough testing that ensures cross-platform play is best on PlayStation. Wow. (laughs) Like, they can't hold back. (laughs) They know. They know they're hot shit. Like, come on, guys. Epic Games, Fortnite's father, is already <laughs> is already implementing a way to unlink your account from one console and relink it to another. In November, they want to release a fix that allows players to merge secondary accounts so all purchases, like skins, are in one place. Because, yeah, a lot of people kind of rebelled and was like, I'm just going to make a second account because yeah. fuck that. I don't want to be playing on, like, ex- you know, my Switch account, which is, like, goes across everything and get stuck on, you know, the, the, the fucking bear trap that is the that PS4. Is <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Um cool yeah (laughs) i think that's cool that they finally did it they got a lot of pushback they got a lot of shit for it and it's something that should have happened i don't know kind of a little earlier but i get that moving a corporation is like trying to move a fucking mountain with your dick it is very difficult and you're gonna sprain something almost immediately (laughs) (laughs) but they did it man I don't know if it if Layden got in there and was body slamming some fucking like accountants. I, I don't know if they had to break into the servers and figure out how to like override that stupid switch that says this is the only platform forever. <laughs> but they did it, man. I think it was one dinner between Shuhei and Greg Miller that really pushed it. Oh, dude, he fucking guilt tripped him, huh? Jamie Kennedy comes in and just threatens him. Actually, fucking Greg Miller is like his tweet was the one that blew up mm-hmm. when he found out about that. He's like when they did the the account stranding, he was just like fucking don't do this this sucks it's a weak move for no reason it is it is i get it though from a business uh, side you don't have to do that if you're you know leading the pack which playstation has done phenomenally well this generation but at the same time it's a good look man just like how they fostered that that goodwill back at uh that e3 where they're like oh this is how you uh share games with friends and just like literally handed a used copy of a game to your friend like you know they weren't garnering that now when they're just like you don't need this playstation's (laughs) all you need right but this does kind of beg the question what is next because they're saying for select third-party content well they're doing the open beta in november Mm -hmm. just for stress testing and reception seeing how that will go and i i don't think this is the first time we've seen crossplay with sony in the free space like i think it was with rocket league for a little bit too right no they they had cross oh for pc yeah yeah for, yeah sorry, sorry. A, not not like across all different consoles sorry yeah. i o- I only think of consoles yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm um so i was i was actually brainwashed by shuhei i think <laughs> i kind of talked about it earlier yeah you're looking pretty weird in the yeah i love right him <laughs> sorry were you gonna say something ill about the shoe 
No, no, no. Okay, good. We have that, no that shoe will never fit me. <gasps> <laughs> the fucking Shuhei Yakuza fucking jumped me after work one night. So, okay, you're right. We've yeah. seen it like with Street Fighter Five. They did PC, mm. PS4 crossplay. Cool, cool, cool. Small scale yeah. though. When you're talking about a game that does like fucking Android, iOS, your calculator, yeah. uh, the back of your fridge, <laughs> if you wanted it to. Yeah. So this is much larger, and it's the biggest game in the world right now. Dog. It is. You can't go anywhere without hearing about it, without people yeah. talking about it. It's it's blown up, and it's going to stay blown up for a while. But I feel like if this happened with a lesser title, like, um, I don't know, like, say it happened with Street Fighter back in the day, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that sort of resistance but the wave wasn't as big we wouldn't have cared as much i feel like because we are discussing amongst the atmosphere of Fortnite Mm -hmm. and how people want to play it and how you want to extend the reach of that game yeah you made yourself look a little bad by saying we're not going to do it we're going to strain your accounts and playstation's the best like that's not the message you should be giving you should be like well why not try it why not use it as an opportunity to see what could come next because I don't think we're going to get like immediate title after immediate title. We're mm-hmm. not going to get AAA blockbuster after blockbuster. The reason I think Fortnite works is because it runs lower than a lot of these other games. It doesn't demand as much. If you can run it on a phone, you can fucking run it on anything. <laughs> so like, yeah, you think it's the architecture where I, it's like something like uh, Black Ops Four? They would have. I, I even said the same thing where people are like, "Oh, are we going to see like Black Ops do this move?" And it's like, no, not yet, because they didn't build it with in mind. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, look at the implementation of mouse and keyboard finally coming to Xbox. Mm-hmm. but they said it's only supported by certain games and it's up to the individual developers to decide whether they whether or not they want to include it which i think is a very interesting idea like yeah right. leave it up to them to decide if we want to have this as a component if not we'll keep doing business as usual yeah so, so you, you also got to like you know figure out like certain things too where uh, this unification forces a maybe a little more burden on a publisher like Sony to like, okay, well, we got to double down on our exclusives, you know, now that we have this kind of open market, I guess. Like, I don't know yeah. what the fear of crossplay is like exactly, but I'm just trying to think from their perspective, like why it might be a problem. I don't know if it's just brand dilution, right? Where it's like, okay, we want people to think when they're thinking Fortnite, they're thinking Sony, they're not thinking switch. They're not thinking Xbox. They're not thinking all over the place. They're thinking us. Right. And I, th- I don't know. I think it just comes down to dilution and wanting to corner as much of that money as they can for themselves. But it's like for so. to see Sony kind of budge on this, you know, a lot of people are going to start asking a lot more questions, even if crossplay doesn't matter yeah. to them. They're going to ask for questions. me, it doesn't matter. I know. I, f- I feel you because yeah. you don't, you don't engage in that ecosystem as much, you know, or nor do you have like friends fucking knocking down your door. Hey, you got Division 2 yeah. for Xbox? It's like, no, I got it for PS4. Like for you, this is a really big deal. We had the conversation before we sat down where I'm like, I really don't care. And you're like, how can you? Not? Well, I think just it's like, just a big step for gaming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it would be cool to think that like, oh, hey, dude, like, you know, my boy from Florida does not need to get a copy in PS4. He can get his system of choice and we mm-hmm. can be doing something like Anthem together. That's fucking neat. That's fair. But I get like from a business this point why maybe certain divisions need to happen especially if like the legwork is on the developer to infl- implement this mm-hmm. crossplay feature to begin with and just have sony like have their switch on to let that happen oh, yeah, you're right but because of this big budge expectations are going to be set and people are going to start asking questions about this selectivity mm-hmm. of which ones get crossplay and which don't because uh, i think rocket league already came out like oh yeah we still can't do crossplay in ps4 yeah so <laughs> you know i i feel like it's gonna be 
well, if this, then why not that? And I wonder how much strain or how much like push we're going to see, especially going into the next console generation or whatever it is Mm -hmm. with it being all stream friendly and such where it's like, well, if we're all, if the expectation of us going all digital and stream friendly, why do we have these limitations going forward? You know, I wonder, I just, I'm interested where it's going to go. That's why I'm I'm totally into this like event of crossplay. Well, I think the next generation is going to be a big breeding ground for crossplay and all that. I feel like this is, these are the early days, the signs of what could come next but i feel like that's where they're going to need to push it most if they're going to do it if not like if sony's not all in they're not going to keep going <laughs> yeah but yeah 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 so especially if they had as much of a footprint with ps5 as they did with a ps4 you know that's true or will have a footprint with it because it's like they're everyone's going to look to them as an industry leader and be like why the fuck aren't you still doing this and da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah you can't go back on it yeah it takes you back see hey i know hey when do you think they're going to give us name changes Oh, I don't know. Oh God, it's it's been yeah, so dude. long. I'm just so upset that somebody out there has Kevin Apocalypse because that's what I was rocking on Xbox for the longest mm-hmm. time, and now it's just Kevin Apoc, and it looks like Kevin a POC. <laughs> that's why people at work think it's the funniest shit because we have like it's a it's a role yeah. point of contact. So they look at it and go Kevin a point of contact, <laughs> and then other people are just like, oh, you're trying to say you're a person of color. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, that but both ways are not <laughs> the intention. Nope. I think I looked at it one time and I was like, Kevin a P- a person of color. I was like, what? Okay, why am I first seeing it like this now? But I can only imagine the amount of people who saw it before that because, like, I know you as yeah. Kevin Apocalypse or Kevin Apoc as it's shorthanded. So it wasn't even a second question for me. Now it's just bewildering. That's yeah. my problem with it. Whichever way that you can take my name, it's just like bewildering. And people do go like, "Oh, Kevin Apoc. Yeah. That's stupid." <laughs> like you're not wrong. If you could change your name, though, what would you change it to? Just would I would you try just... to take Apocalypse. Okay. But if that's not available. Mm-hmm. Oh, what would I change my name to? Oh shit! Maybe I would try to take the red herb. Oh, just okay. Be that. Yeah, and be aligned with the Twitch. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah just brand it everywhere. Yeah, because I would I would feel su- like stupid being the save room. Yeah, I don't know why. That makes no sense. Just wouldn't feel comfortable. No, no, no. The save room is an ephemeral thing. It can't be weighted by tangible idea. I mean, it's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all I had on here, buddy. Yeah. uh, Do you have any other thoughts about crossplay? Any major titles that you would potentially like to see? Potentially? Yeah. I think, Um, I want to say real quick, I think Fallout 76 would be a cool thing to experiment with it a little bit. That's another one that says it is not going to be crossplay or whatever. Like, holy shit. (laughs) So again, that, that kind of points to the question, like how much is it, how much of this work is on the dev versus like sony okaying it you know it's true interesting it seems like it is a lot of leg work on a developer side i want somebody to sit down and let us know come on man we've done this show for two years why can't we get a real dev to communicate todd howard come in here with your fucking tunnel snake jacket let us know so far we could only get steve gainer to like our tweets that's (laughs) something talk to me steve But no, um, what would be something you'd be excited to play with your Xbox One friends? Oh, like I said earlier, uh, Anthem would okay. be pretty cool. I would like to... My Xbox One friends. <laughs> Those. Those people. <laughs> Those. Uh, let's see. What else would be neat? Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really don't play that many... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's deep to have, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, man. It's true. Get off my Get off my dick about this. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what your argument is. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't use crossplay as much as you. <laughs> They'll finally fucking bring Dead Space trilogy, man, and we can finally play Dead Space three. But oh, lo and behold, somebody sent me a free Xbox copy. <laughs> My hands are tied, bro. Yeah, wouldn't I guess, you be pretty upset if I you couldn't play point. with your your number one home dog? Huh? 
getting through those necromorphs, high-fiving each other. I, I, I would hope that they would implement a high-five feature. By this point. Or yeah, photo mode. We're never getting a new Dead Space. We're never gonna fuck EA. Jesus, that's the most Why? depressing sentiment. Wow. We need, we need to cap this off on a high note, dude. Sure. What do we do? Want to jerk each other off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, jump off this dick onto that one. Um, uh, do we want to do back-end housekeeping? Yeah, we can do some back-end housekeeping. Sure. We got to an end. Not a natural conclusion, but something. just Sometimes this die. train crashes to a halt. <laughs> Sometimes it... This train fell on its side. <laughs> it did. It kind of skidded for a bit. It's like the train on Uncharted 2. We're climbing our way back up it right now. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love it. Two's the best. Yeah. Fuck y'all saying three is the best. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter, if you want. Don't know why. At Save Room Show. <laughs> you can also find out the show being hosted on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. But if you are on Google Play, if you're on iTunes, you can subscribe. You can get our shit as it happens like we said we got a spider-man specific episode coming at your ears you can check that out actually it's gonna be live now right yeah it's already live that's how time works weird (laughs) (laughs) but daniel if they wanted to see you streaming some games where could they find you well i've been playing a lot of hollow knight and if you're into that you could see me over at dungeons and daniels.twitch.tv actually the other way around you can find me at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels oh daniel i'm into that super into it and um i know you've been getting down on resident evil 4 yeah october coming up lots of spooky games but you're doing the last act of resident evil 4 today uh so it's the past so it's the past watch the highlight watch the highlight you can find (laughs) his highlights over at twitch.tv slash the red herb um yeah he's pretty good at what he does if you like people who but what i do is not very pretty it's okay except for the hair leon's hair is great that's a fucking quaff if i've ever seen one. Oh man and once again we always appreciate your ears i know sometimes we're difficult <laughs> but we difficult. love the engagement that we've seen we love that you're into it and we want to keep on like making this content for your ears and evolving it at some point when we actually have fucking bandwidth hopefully one of us gets fired and we could just focus more on it until we're thrown out of house and home that's an idea yeah i always thought i think about it yeah if like we just got thrown <laughs> in the situation it's like all right let's just do it all in well, it would be like a, a movie where it's like, I get fired one day and I'm just like, well, let me just go hard in on this hobby, man. And then we build it and build it. And then the end of the movie is like, we're on a stage and we're fucking drinking beers and doing save room antics. The save room live. <laughs> save room live in Seattle. The closed circuit tour. Right. And we'll have fucking um, Skrillex show up. And fu- oh, wait, I don't you don't like want Skrillex to show up? Okay. If we're going to get Sonny Moore, get him with from first to last. Come on, man. <laughs> You do you never say his original name, sir. <coughs> you shall not speak it. Always use his screen name, Skrillex. <laughs> X. Skrillex X. <laughs> Alright, guys. We love you and tune in next week for another one of whatever the fuck we consider these. Uh I don't know, they're weekly hits at this point. You're a hit. Awesome. And uh, as always, <laughs> remember to save your games. Good night. <laughs>